Hello, and welcome to the Top of the Week podcast, a division of the College Heights Herald and Revolution 91.7. I'm Laurel Deppin. This week, the Herald looks at how the growing coronavirus affects WKU students, how WKU's recycling system differs from Warren counties, and how a WKU alumna's legacy lives on after death. It's Wednesday, February 5th. Here are your top stories for the week. WKU has halted travel to China amid concerns of the quickly spreading coronavirus. The three students who are currently studying there are on their way home. The students were in China for internships through WKU's Chinese flagship program. WKU Director of Media Relations Bob Skipper says these students have completed their classwork and are not required to return to WKU's campus. Bowling Green's recycling service, Southern Recycling, has announced it will halt curbside services at the end of March. WKU, however, uses a different recycling service based in Atlanta. The recyclables from WKU are transported to the company's facility in Louisville. Proposed changes to WKU's academic calendar include a winter break shortened by one week. The calendar shows winter terms starting on December 14th, the Monday after finals week. That week will then be followed by a two-week holiday break. Classes will then continue from January 4th through the 14th. The move speaks to the extended length of the current winter break and how this could affect retention, as WKU President Timothy Caboni explained to the Herald editorial board. Over the summer, a WKU alumna passed away unexpectedly in a car accident. Megan Davidson was a pillar in the Bowling Green community. Here to talk about her lasting legacy are Herald Features reporter Caitlin Latour and Herald photographer Emma Steele. So both of you guys spent a lot of time with this family and talking to people who knew Megan and loved her. So I was wondering, Caitlin, if you could kind of tell me what Megan was like and what she did for Bowling Green's community. Sure. Um, well, a lot of people talked about she was really Southern. She's from Tompkinsville, and she had a really... Um, strong southern drawl Um, and she was also very honest but not in a way that hurt your feelings like she would say what she thought but she was also very loving and I think that's why she has such a legacy is because she loved people really well Um, she volunteered at Hotel Inc which um, helps the less fortunate in Bowling Green Um, she volunteered at Phoenix Phoenix Rising I think Um, they, she helped start the mobile grocery, which serves um, places in Bowling Green that don't have fresh produce. Um, she also helped, whenever she first got involved with her church, um, she also helped with their consignment sale, which gives its profits to local charities. So it seems like she was kind of a giving person and involved herself in almost any opportunity she could. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> so... Emma, you kind of spent more time with her husband after after her passing. So could you kind of tell me what that was like and what he's doing now to honor her legacy? Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty nervous about it at first because I had never done a story handling so much grief, especially something that had just happened like three months ago. I met him on October 16th, which would have been her 35th birthday. And so that was probably a tough day for him in general. And I kind of introduced myself and I told him that I just wanted him to open his life up to me and just tell me a story. And he was probably very apprehensive about it at first, but I drove over to his house one day 
about a, f- a few weeks after that, and I just, it wasn't more of an interview, it was just talking to him, letting him know, like, I just, I just want to tell her story, and I think you're the best person to do it, and a few times after being with him, he seemed to really open up to me, and he really wanted her story to be told, and he saw me as an outlet for that, I think, and I think he was able to trust me, and I don't think the story would have gone the same way if he didn't open himself up to me. So I'm very grateful for him. Um, I even met Megan's parents. I drove out to Tompkinsville with Randy and just spent the whole Sunday with them in their living room watching football, and they were just very sweet to me. They're really great people, and she seems like she had just a wonderful family and husband and her son drew is also a sweetheart and i was very honored to get to spend some time with him also so kind of tell me what's what's going on now how has megan been honored in bowling green okay well the first the first honoring about her was when they renamed the mobile grocery bus after her. They called it Megan's Mobile Grocery, and they did that at Broadway United Methodist, Methodist Church, and that's where that's where she goes. Um, a month after that, they held a 5K race in her honor, and that raised money for the mobile grocery. I don't believe there's been any events after that, mm-hmm. but... She's constantly talked about in the church. She, her pictures are everywhere. You see her on Facebook all the time. She's someone that people don't want to let go, and you can just see that, and I think people, people still want to talk about her. People still want to remember her, and I think she'll be around for years after all this has settled down. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. I know when I talked to some of her closest friends, they talked about wanting to carry on a bunch of the things that she started. Um, And one big thing they all said was to love as well as she did, because she was very intentional with people. Um, She would write notes for them, and that's a lost art, I think, is to write letters to people. But she wrote hundreds of them. And um, one of her best friends, Laura Vincent, who's a pastor at Broadway, she said one day she mentioned just needing like nail polish for some event they had at church and Megan got her like this little gift thing with um, nail polish, a letter and like some other cute gifts in it. But that was how thoughtful she was. And I know a lot of people close to her want to continue that kind of thing. So this is kind of an intense story that you had to get kind of personal with these people for. So I was just wondering if anything, what did you learn most from working on this story so closely? Um, I've learned just the sensitivity is so important and you, no matter what you, you know, what, what you say, you can't fix what they're going through and you can't, you coming in, you want to fix them, but you know, this is just something that they're dealing with. And so the most important thing you can be is just thoughtful and honest and to show like to to show integrity as a journalist I think is very important and I've learned just to not take people for granted um she died so unexpectedly everybody loved her she was young and she was healthy and she was energetic and it was tragedy and this is something that could happen to anyone so I think opening your eyes to the fact that this is 
something that you know everyone goes through and just to be sensitive and and I also think just showing people kindness and listening is also very important because they want her story to be told as accurately as possible yeah I'd second the sensitivity um we should always be sensitive with every story but especially ones that include loss um and i mean it's still so fresh it hasn't even been a year that these people have lost um since they have lost megan and when i interviewed one of her good friends she started crying and i was like i know she has something to say and so you just have to sit there and let them get it out um and be sensitive to that. Like you don't want to like interrupt them or anything. Um, but and it was really touching because I mean they wanted to get it out even through the tears um, because Megan was such an important person to them and to thousands of people within Bowling Green's community. Um, I think just I mean Emma and I never had the chance to meet Megan, but through meeting her friends and her family. Um, just learning to love people well and to be intentional with people, even if you don't know them very well, um, to make people feel valued no matter what you're doing is extremely important. Thank you guys so much for coming on and for sharing this with us. It was really great reporting and a great story. Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) This has been the Top of the Week podcast, a division of the College Heights Herald and Revolution 91.7. Until next Wednesday, have a great week.